0: By making the world a more beautiful place, Artemis publishes got. artists and writers from the Appalachian region of the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia and beyond. This is the time when we need to write so and make art for the, the sake of healing our souls and enriching our communities. Welcome to Artemis Speaks. So slow down in
1: Hello, I'm Jerry Rogers, and today I'm really excited to be bringing you a conversation with Jeffrey Ellison. Jeffrey Ellison uh, lives in Richmond, and he is associated with the Virginia Museum of Fine Arts. In fact, he is the Paul Mellon Collection Educator and Director, Statewide Programs and exhibitions at the Virginia Museum and has played an instrumental role in designing and implementing the Virginia Museum of Fine Arts on the Road, which is an art mobile, and he's going to tell us all about that. Before I bring him in, I want to give a big shout out to the role that museums play in our life. We are, uh, Artemis Journal is uh, partnering with our local museum, the Taubman Museum, which is a real jewel here in the Blue Ridge Mountains. And thank you to the Talman family and the Fralin family for creating this. It's just an amazing place. And, you know, people who have the wherewithal to do this Uh, make this commitment to public art and sharing it with all of us. You know, once we're all gone, what endures? And that's those beautiful museums and the art, and we are so grateful for that. The Taubman Museum works very closely with the Richmond, Virginia Museum of Fine Arts, and that's how I have met Jeffrey. So we're gonna hear all about his exciting programs uh, welcome, Jeffrey, to our program.
2: Oh, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me.
1: You have an amazing resume. If I started reading your full resume, it would take our full twenty twenty five minutes <laughs> uh, but you you are have been with the museum for 25 years which is amazing cuz you're only 20 but That's right.
2: <laughs> you, started before I was even born. I know
1: in gestation you were you were inspired. <laughs> You you have been a consultant for the Disney Channel. Uh, you were also named by the Richmond Times Dispatch Person of the Year honoree in 2019. You're also an amazing photographer. You teach photography. You've had many exhibits, and it goes on and on. But you are Thanks. your main thing is you're a Paul Mellon um, Collections educator, right?
2: Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. That combined with all the work I do with all of our statewide partners across the state, and the Taubman is one of our uh, most important partners since you mentioned them, but we have about 1,450 places from Bristol to Norfolk and everywhere in between. Uh, The Paul Mellon Collection Side of it is very close to my heart because I grew up uh, riding horses and still do occasionally, and uh, taught at a college for a while that had a fantastic ballet program. So, uh, the Palm Ellen collection includes the largest collection of British sporting art on display in the United States and also a fantastic a collection of impressionist, post-impressionist works, uh, including Degas' Images of Horses and also his ballerinas, including The Little Dancer. So it's it's been a great opportunity for me to share that with uh, audiences around the state.
1: And you grew up in southwest Virginia, Saltville, right?
2: I did. I grew up in a town called Saltville. Uh, when I was a small lad, it had a remarkably important uh, chemical plant there, Owen Matheson. And uh, I remember a celebration when the first men went to the moon and landed and walked uh, because uh, rocket fuel actually made in our hometown got them there. So uh, unfortunately, the same plant that developed the rocket fuel was the first plant in the United States to be closed because of environmental concerns. And so it was an interesting um, transition for everyone in the, in the small town to have lost that large Um, support and sort of return to more of a typical small town in southwest Virginia. But one of the most important things that happened to me, uh, the original VMFA Artmobile came to Saltville and I got to see it. My aunt took me and it was the first experience I ever had of being in the equivalent of a real art museum. And it opened my eyes and it sort of helped me to set my life goals. I knew that I wanted to do something with art.
1: What a wonderful influence. And it started back when you were a young boy. And then uh, you also um, were a fellow. You got a fellowship with the museum, correct? As you got older. That's true.
2: I actually won too. Uh, we've been giving away fellowships in all uh, mediums and art um, for over 80 years. And uh, it's a remarkable list that includes the artist Cy Twombly from Lexington, also Sally Mann, my friend Sally. Uh, I won two. So did Vince Gilligan, who many people know from Better Call Saul, and of course, uh, many other uh, things before that. Um, And I won two fellowships. I attended a wonderful three days in art program where I was in high school. I came with my art teacher and we stayed in the hotel and had a wonderful experience here at the museum. And um, I have to say my trajectory follows very closely with that of um, Vince Gilligan, who, who I know well. And, and um, we joke that the only time it diverged is when he became a multimillionaire and a big famous Hollywood director. <laughs> but I found my, uh, I feed my soul equally by working with the museum and bringing art to all corners of the state. So.
1: Well, you know, the Virginia Museum of Fine Arts uh, is a state-funded museum, one of the, what, three in the whole United States that's state-funded, and that's a very interesting thing. Uh, can you talk about that?
2: Sure, and uh, we were the first state art museum. Uh, we opened in the depths of the Depression. Uh, we started with a small donated collection, but the state of Virginia thought that art was important enough to uh, fund the creation of the museum, and, of course, it was um, constructed um during the Roosevelt administration with all of their work project um, funding as well. Uh, But when we opened, then Governor uh, Pollard cut the blue ribbon and said, uh, we may not always be able to feed everyone's stomachs, but with this museum, we hope that at times we can feed people's souls. And I think that's as important today as it was in 1936. And we have grown this museum and I hope all Virginians realize this is your art. We don't invite you to come and steal a Fabergé egg out of the museum and
1: take it <laughs> it's home, <not>
2: <laughs> but it is your collection of art. And um, since we opened, our mission has been to bring that experience of art, education built around art, performances, everything that you could do if you came to the museum in Richmond. We want you to be able to experience that in Roanoke and Bristol and uh, Big Stone Gap. And so our program sends lectures, artist workshops, uh, performers all over the state. And since 2018, I'm proud that we were able to bring back that art mobile experience like I had back in the early 60s uh, with a state of the art, 53 and a half foot long trailer pulled by a Volvo tractor uh, with original works of the art from the permanent collection. And I get the honor of curating the exhibitions and we go everywhere. And uh, it has a lot of digital technology on it. So you can push buttons and make your own art. Uh, We have two educators that travel with it to interpret the works and teach workshops. And um, we do in-depth videos on some of the artists and the tractor trailer is phenomenal because it drives down the road. And then when we set it up, the middle part expands. So it's twice as wide as a normal tractor trailer. And when people come in they're, they just—they're amazed at the truck itself, and um, I joke, but I think it's probably true that our BMFA on the road artmobile, once you get inside, is larger than a lot of art galleries in New York City, for sure.
1: That is wonderful, you know. Uh, and you actually bring original works of art, so you must be what environmentally controlled, temperature controlled. Uh,
2: that's correct. It's uh, the original art mobile program ran from 1953 to 1994. And we stopped doing it because at that time we could not assure conservation department that we could properly care for the works of art. Um, it's no joke that in the 60s and 70s, Rembrandts were floating around the state, nailed on the wall inside the truck,
3: <laughs> basically. <laughs> uh,
2: but today with new technology, it's the a, 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 um, environment is kept to 70 degrees, plus or minus a quarter of a degree. Humidity is maintained as well. And the lighting and um, just in case everyone's wondering, the security is state of the art as well. So, <laughs> so
1: you, it travels uh, with a team of people.
2: Yeah, a wonderful driver. Uh, it's the largest tractor trailer you can put on the interstate uh, without having the truck in front and the truck in back that follows with the red lights that you've seen. And he is remarkable in being able to place it in really small places sometimes. And then um, our two educators along with the driver, uh, they hang the art at each stop. It travels in crates to make it more secure and adjust everything, bump out the trailer, open the door, and welcome you uh, wherever we are in Virginia to come on board and visit with us for
1: a while. That's wonderful. You bring the museum to people so. who can't make it to Richmond. And another thing about the museum is it has free admission, which is unusual for a lot of...
2: Uh... Um, yes. Um, the VMFA is committed to sharing uh, our collections, uh, as well as all of our educational programs all over the state, whether you're in Big Stone Gap, Roanoke. Uh, we do, as you said, a lot of work with the Tobman there, uh, or Virginia Beach, and from uh, McLean down to Danville, uh, we crisscross the state every year um, with a wealth of programs, including workshops, lectures, performances, and now particularly with the new VMFA on the road art mobiles, bringing works from our permanent collection, uh, extraordinary works from around the world, to those locations um, in a. Uh, truck that has great security, uh, incredible climate control, and lighting, as well as a lot of digital uh, components, including something that's brand new and wonderful for us and hopefully for the communities we visit, the opportunity to do live distance learning programs with students, K-12 through and university, as well as members of the public. Um, folks can come on board the ArtMobile at a set time and talk with a live curator or educator in the galleries here at the DMFA and have a discussion about specific works of art. And that's, I think, one of the most innovative things that we're able to do, Um, especially important uh, during the pandemic. We've done a tremendous number of uh, distant learning opportunities uh, with students as they were studying uh, with their teachers from home, as well as organizations that were able to share those meetings um, on their platforms. So it's been rewarding, and we're certainly excited to see what comes as as we move forward and hopefully transition out of a lot of the restrictions that we've had.
1: Well, that's great news for parents, especially, you know, who are stuck at home with their children and trying to figure out a curriculum, and this would be a great way to get some art education in. So how would a parent uh, or anyone find out information about this and the schedule?
2: A great, great question. We have a wonderful website that I want everyone to be aware of. And it's not just a website about what exhibitions are at the museum, you know, what's on the menu at a muse restaurant. But if you click uh, on the top, you'll see learn. And it is an extraordinarily in-depth website that has lesson plans, It has activities for parents and students to do while they're at home. Uh, Everything that's all Virginia Standards of Learning uh, related. Uh, We work very closely with the Virginia Department of Education on that aspect of it. And there are a lot of videos that show you how to make art and, uh, again, art history videos that we produce. And it also gives you that pathway to learn more about our distance learning opportunities. And we do have a, a wonderful, small team uh, that moves this amazing uh, device through the galleries and sets it up and um, talks to people all over the state. So um, I, I just really invite people to do a deep dive on our website. There's also a section on statewide and all the other programs that we offer. And uh, we work with any nonprofit, libraries, K-12 through schools, universities and colleges, art centers, uh, museums, and I always invite if, if you're one of those and you're not a statewide partner, uh, it's free to become a statewide partner because you're your museum, and once you become a partner, you can access uh, all those things like an artist coming to do a workshop, uh, an art historian coming to do a lecture, etc. So we work very closely with people in their communities to bring programs that most relate to what they want to have happen.
1: Fabulous. Um, you are a Paul Mellon educator, and can you describe the influence that Paul Mellon has had on the the museum, and you know, particularly your position and what you do?
2: Oh, certainly. Um, Paul Mellon, uh, thankfully, uh, spent his entire adult life uh, living on a wonderful estate in Upperville, Virginia, right outside of Middleburg, and um, he amassed a huge collection of art. Um, Paul Mellon loved horses first, and then he fell in love with art. And that's why we have the world's largest collection of British sporting art, which are amazing 17th, 18th, and 19th century paintings of horses and um, fox hunts, and also all field sports, so people fishing, uh, carriaging, all the things you could imagine. And then he fell in love with French Impressionism, Post-Impressionism, and also American art. Uh, And uh, when he um, was still very vibrant, he was a trustee of the VMFA and ended up serving on our board for 37 years. He's the longest serving trustee and donated funding to create an entire wing, to house his collection, uh, to support the curatorial aspect of it, and to support an educator who could share the works uh, with folks, again, around the state. And I was very fortunate enough to be chosen as the Paul Mellon Collection Educator. And uh, that collection, which uh, includes a fabulous um, number of pieces by the jeweler Slumberger, uh who worked close to Bunny Mellon, Paul Mellon's wife, uh, to create it, uh, has all been traveling around the world for the last three years while we completely renovated the Mellon galleries. And I'm so excited. I'm looking forward to October when the Mellon galleries reopen to the public and they'll be beautiful. And, and we've really done a lot to improve them. And it coincides with our, um, program, fine arts and flowers which runs October 20 to 24th, uh, where garden clubs all over the state of Virginia create amazing uh, creations out of flowers and plants that mimic or are influenced by a specific work of art at the museum. And it's uh, all those works are on display, and we have a gala and world things experts, again, on gardening and flowers and and uh it's going to be major celebration and we're so excited to reopen those galleries to the public so i invite it's free the the galleries uh all the permanent collection at vmfa it's free we're open 365 days a year we're open wednesday night thursday night and friday night until 9 p.m so we want to make sure everyone has an opportunity to come here and experience that but also the experience vmfa on the road the art mobile and uh major exhibitions that we do at places like Taubman with um, an exhibition about Natural Bridge that will be opening fairly soon. Wonderful.
1: There. Well, that sounds like a great trip in October. I think we need to get a group of us together and, and head up to Richmond and experience this show, the shows.
2: I hope you do. <laughs> and all the other wonderful things that uh, I want... It- Mentioned that while we started as a relatively small museum in 1936, we've grown, um, and we're one of the top 10 museums in the United States. And I think that is again something all Virginians should be proud of. Uh, we're internationally known, and um, you know we're equivalent of a lot of very large major museums that people have have certainly heard of. Uh, and we're we're very proud of what we've accomplished. Um, since 1936, and we're moving forward with another wing that we're going to construct. And uh, the future for the VMFA is bright, and we'll always be here to um, serve all citizens of Virginia, uh, while at the same time we welcome visitors from all over the world.
1: And our tax dollars help fund this, and that's, that's our true. commitment <laughs> as a state. And that's very impressive. It doesn't happen everywhere. Um
2: not. It doesn't, and, you know, we're part, uh, in terms of the state, we fall under the Department of Education, and that is a wonderful thing because it showcases how art can be used across the curriculum to teach, whether it's mathematics, you know, literature, uh, as well as the visual arts, even physical education. uh, The arts are used everywhere in schools throughout the state, and we play a part of that.
1: How progressive are we? I'm impressed. (laughs) Virginia, Virginia. We got it going. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to conclude. Uh, you had mentioned you love horses, and, of course, Paul Mellon loved horses. I'm uh, horse crazy. I have three horses, and I I really, really enjoy anything about art. You have a funny story about going out on a hunt, actually. You want to share that with us?
3: Oh,
2: surely. Um, I Worked very closely um, with uh, Rita Mae Brown to produce a lecture here, and she came and we got to spend a lot of time in the British Sporting Art Galleries, and she took notes and created a lecture using images from that collection, but what she did that was really marvelous was that um, she uh, has her own hunt that that uh, really comes out of Afton, uh, although they, they do uh, events in other parts of the state. And uh, her members of the hunt came dressed in period hunt attire. So when she was talking about a specific painting that might be from 1860, uh, someone would stand up in the audience and there they would be dressed as the person in the painting. So, And then we had a wonderful book signing. And because of that um, she actually invited me to go on one of her hunts. And it was a hoot. Uh, you know, with, with a wonderful experience, and then of course, uh, as folks know, having the opportunity to have the hunt breakfast, which can happen any time of day. <laughs> so it was after the hunt, of course, and um, we did it at a house uh, that had been designed by Thomas Jefferson. So that was the other extra um, excitement about that, and got a wonderful private tour uh, all about that and the renovations that were currently going on at the time, and. Um, I've I've been told by many people not not just recently, uh, that Jefferson designed the house uh for his daughter and her husband because he was trying to keep the husband away from the big city because he was I think an inveterate gambler. So <laughs> a little Virginia history there as well. Well,
1: well But we, I, I'm
2: yeah. thrilled that you're you that you love horses because I certainly do too.
1: Yes, I can't wait to see that collection. Um We are immersed in so much history in Virginia and that, you know, partially where our country started. And that's another wonderful thing about this museum is it, you know, has so much of this history in the work, the artwork. Um, But uh, thank you so much, Jeffrey. I I really enjoyed speaking with you and, and sharing all the wonderful work you do with the Virginia Museum of Fine Art. Thank you for joining us.
2: Oh, thank you, and thank you for the wonderful things you do, not only with this podcast, but with the wonderful publication Artemis and everything else that you do in the region and beyond. I really appreciated the opportunity.
1: Thank you. I've been speaking with Jeffrey Allison. He's Virginia Museum of Fine Arts' Paul Mellon, collection educator and manager of statewide programs and exhibitions. If you'd like to learn more about these exciting programs, you can go to www.vmfa.museum. I'll close out with a quote from a famous artist since we've been talking art today. Edgar Degas said, Art is not what you see but it's what you make others see. So you can go to these museums here at the Taubman in in Roanoke or the Virginia Museum of Fine Arts, and you can see such wonderful art. So thank you again, Jeffrey. I'm Jerry Rogers speaking to you today from the Final Track Studios with my co-producer, Skip Brown. We've been doing this with Zoom, and uh, we appreciate that medium. Of bringing people here to our studio. If you're interested in previous interviews that I've done, they're archived on our website at www.artemisjournal.org podcast. Until next time, create some beauty in your world. It'll be good for your soul.
0: Been listening to Artemis Speaks. Artemis is a charitable organization now 43 years old and has evolved to be all inclusive, a journal with essays, poetry, and art. 10% of the journal's sales are donated to a women's shelter in southwest Virginia. If you're interested in learning more, ArtemisJournal.org. You can mail us directly PO Box 505, Floyd, Virginia. 24091. The closing music and the opening music you're listening to is Jordan Harmon. The song is Just Slow Down, a very appropriate comment for the times that we're in. If you want to read, you have to slow
3: down.
0: Artemis Speaks, the podcast, is recorded twice monthly at Final Track Studios in Roanoke, Virginia. All rights reserved is co-produced by Jerry that Rogers and Skip so Brown.
3: Much. You love so much Can anybody doubt me When it became so Everybody else they do. And you know, oh yes, you know, you gotta be yourself. Cause yourself is all you got, and all you got is what you need. Look in the mirror, see it clearer. The answer's staring at you. So just slow down in life because you can't. Down if you've got to, baby. Just slow down if you've got to. Just slow down if you've got to, baby. Just slow down. Yeah, just slow down if you've got to, baby. Just slow down if you've got to. Just slow down if you've got to, baby. Just slow down. Just slow down if you've got to just slow down if you've got too just slow down if you've got too baby just slow down just slow down if you've got too baby just slow down if you've got too just slow down if you've got too baby just slow down